found your love till love was in doubt. I found your love till it never really was at all. Feeling stupid and hollow now, the moon's gonna follow me home. Snow fell down over my skin like a thin nightgown. Waited for you, but you never came around at all. Waited for you till they pulled the plug. Bartender emptied out his big tip jug. They swept all the floors, vacuumed the rugs, and went home. All I could swallow now, the moon's gonna follow me home. Time go easy on me tonight. I'm one of the lost sheep, alright. Take what you must, take what you must. What I've lost is I have roamed and let the moon follow me home. Follow your tears with a washing pail. I followed your story. I followed your tale. I followed you straight through the doors of your jail cell too. Followed your voice in the darkness, soft. A wind came through and carried it off. I followed your love till it never really was at all. Drank all I could swallow. Now the moon's gonna follow. Swallow now the moon's gonna follow me home. Drink all I could swallow now the moon's gonna follow me. You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me, as always, is the irreplaceable Caleb Coy. Caleb, how are you? I wish someone would try well, to replace me. It can't be done. But it's me, Caleb. It's definitely you. It's always been. It's always been you. And it will never be anybody else. Exactly. Caleb, how are you this week? <laughs> that shouldn't be a trick question. It was your birthday on Monday. It was my birthday on Monday. How old are you now? 39. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. I, I think I'm 39. Okay. I am a Scorpio. Okay. I know that. And I think that I'm 39. Okay. Yeah, I feel 39. How's how's 39 feel? Pretty bad. <laughs> but I would say if I were 34, that would also be my answer. Okay. If my birthday were like in January. Like January what? Just to get real. Oh, like if just like to put any old date out, uh, January twenty yeah. first. Like 21st. if I were like almost on the cusp of Capricorn and Aquarius, you know how much I know about astrology and like to talk about it. Yes. Um. Obviously. Yes. You, Caleb, that is one Me, of your favorite Caleb, topics. Caleb, love astrology. 
So, Caleb. Yeah, it's me. You picked uh, You picked a record this week. Do you want to tell us what you picked? I picked two records this two week. Two records. I picked um, Dave Haas's double EP, uh, Patty Patty. Excellent. Um, which is, uh, covers one EP, Patty, um, P-A-T-T-Y, is a bunch of covers of Patty Griffin songs, and Patty, P-A-D-D-Y, is uh, a bunch of covers of some Dillinger 4 songs because of, um, Patrick Patty Costello, so Patty Patty. I see. Which I will say is something that, uh, I feel like you and our co-host Andrea would make up as a joke of a thing to do. I'm sorry, who's Andrea? It's a secret. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Andrea is our third co-host on um, our other podcast, Set Condition One. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that podcast. Yeah, it's a Battlestar Galactica fan cast. Yeah. It's my favorite of our two podcasts. Like, if I could only do one forever, it would be SetCon. Yeah. This one's fine. But, Caleb, you you do do three podcasts. I feel like I need to remind you. Oh, yeah. I also do Left of... No, that's... <laughs> that's this one. God damn it. I do also do the other one that's called Never Heard of It. Yeah. With uh, our strict and cruel boss, Michael Fight. Oh. Yeah, something about our contracts. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Ted Leo. We <laughs> don't like him either. No, that's me. Oh, Ted Leo, I think you're great. I also love Ted Leo. Oh, he doesn't like us, that's, I think. He doesn't think the PC stands for podcast. You know, I've been thinking about it. And me, Caleb, what's what's my middle name? This is a test for you, not me. I know my middle name. Micah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> that's something most people should know, considering my uh, Instagram Twitter handle is at Caleb Micah. Why am I saying my middle name? I don't know. Oh, me, Caleb Micah Coy, the more I think about it. I think it might also stand for personal computer. Oh, Caleb, no. Pretty sure. No. Yeah, I think it stands. It's, it, stands think, it stands for podcast. I'm pretty sure it stands for personal computer. But this is not the part of the podcast where we talk about that. Oh, right. This is the part of the podcast where you, Caleb, uh, me, tell me, Caleb. Uh, Kitsy, mm-hmm. What song we just heard coming into the podcast? We just heard Moon Song, um, originally performed by Patty Griffin. Well, that's lovely. Today by Dave Haas. Uh, this was a this was a cool one for me because uh, while I am quite familiar with the music of, uh, did you say it was Dillinger Four was the band, the other band? Are you are you trying to trick me because you know that sometimes somebody might get Dillinger Four and Dillinger Escape Plan confused if they're not thinking? It's entirely or possible. Are you? Yeah, Dillinger Four. Yeah, uh, I was quite familiar with their music, but uh, not so much with uh, Patty Griffin. I mean, I obviously knew of Patty Griffin, but never really gave her music a shot. And uh, I'm glad uh, Dave, Dave Hawes, our good friend Dave Hawes, <laughs> uh, put out this EP because uh, now it gave me an excuse. I don't need an excuse, but, you know, gave me uh, gave me the kind of kick in the ass that I needed to, to go check out uh, some Patty Griffin tunes. And uh yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, same. So I'm more familiar with Dillinger 4 than Patty Griffin, though I wouldn't say as familiar as one might assume considering most of the other music I listen to. It's just like there are some bands, you know, that you don't always, that you like somehow miss even though you know you shouldn't. But we're talking about Patty Griffin now. Yeah, we'll talk about Dillinger 4 later. Yes. Now you, Caleb, mm-hmm. uh, my my good dear friend of the last 10 plus years, Caleb. 10, 10 plus. Yeah. Man, it seems like... It was only maybe not quite yesterday, but like I don't know. I'm, two it feels years. like like ten plus to me. Huh? Yeah. Well, time's fun when you're having flies, you know. That's what I always as say. as Caleb always says. I say it all the time. As Caleb, who you are, always That's says. That's me. That's you. Uh, yeah. So you picked the the tracks to talk about for this week, mm-hmm. and this was the first one that you picked. Do you want to talk a little bit about what this song meant to you? 
and why you picked it? You know, it's funny because there are only five songs on um, each EP, so it was really a matter of cutting two as opposed to picking three. And I went with Moonsong, honestly, in part because of the news we've gotten about our dear Moon, who I, Caleb, am in love with. Me and the Moon go way back. You know, there's warm, well, there's water on the Moon. We learned that this week. Well, there's always been water on the Moon, but in the warm side. Tell me more. That's all I got. We're moving to the Moon. Okay. Okay, so here's something... Typically, you and I talk more about um, the actual music, like the instrumentation and stuff. Yeah, and like the notes. And and the the, notes and all of those things. And like modes and tempos and time signatures. I love a good mode. I know know you know so much about all those things. Love a mode. What's what's your favorite mode? Uh, Dorian. If you had to guess what my favorite mode is. Mixolydian. Sir Mixolydian. Yes. Dorian, like Dorian Gray. Like a... Sure. The picture of Dorian Gray. That would be like a, a reference an English major would make or an English teacher, which segues nicely to what I was going to say, which is usually that's what we talk about. This week, for some reason, what I've connected with more than anything are the lyrics. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So maybe what we'll do is um, just for a change to really mix things up, I'll kind of take on that side of the discussion and you can kind of um, carry the weight in terms of the moats and nodes. That's <laughs> rhymes with boats and hoes. You also did say moats and nodes, which are not. <laughs> Which are, yes, they are words, <laughs> but they are not uh, typically. Something's wrong in my Caleb brain this week that isn't usually. Yeah, I don't know. Something's weird about you this week, Caleb. I can't quite put my finger on it. I feel like I have. Um, Do you have like a cold or something? I Just... feel like I have acute onset ADHD that I've never had before. That's. And now ent- the brain. Entirely possible. Um, so so what I was really struck by in this song is just how crisp and clear the imagery is in this song. Oh, yeah. Right? There's a really beautiful line um, early on, um, the way to feed the snow fell down over my skin like a thin nightgown, which is such a simple, specific simile. That was like the first thing I really grabbed onto with this song. Do you think bars often have rugs? I mean... I don't go to a lot of bars because, as you, Caleb, know, I don't drink. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody who knows you knows that, but... Especially you, Caleb. But I, I think... But if you I knew had me to, when I did drink, though. That's what I was just going to say. And at that time, I don't remember us ever being in a lot of bars with rugs. Well, that's true. Although, do you remember when we mm-hmm. lived on uh, Tipperary Hill in uh, Syracuse, Hill in New York? Syracuse, New York, absolutely. Yeah, and we used Jinx. to go. we used to go to that bar down the street. What was it called? It was called, let's say it together at the same time, okay? Just for old time's sake. Well, just on the count of three. I can't remember though. Can you tell me what it was called? It was called. You, you like that bar better than me, so I think you probably remember it better. I think it was called Johnny. No. Jim. No. I think it started with a C. Cool. It was Coolio's Bar. I know that for sure. It was Coolio's Bar and Grill. No. no? It was an Irish bar. Crenshaw's. No. Cooligans. That's uh, Coolahans. Coolahans. Coolhan Luke? I think it was Coleman's. No, it definitely wasn't Coleman's. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I don't know what bar you're talking about. That well, was somebody else. That's the Well, I remember at the bottom of Tipperary Hill, there was a bar that we used to go to all the time. And it was time. called Coleman's. It was, oh, Coleman's. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Yeah, you remember that. Mm-hmm. And we used to go to trivia. What night of the week was that? Wednesday. Yeah, totally. Every night trivia. And uh, I remember they had a really nice, intricate carpet in there. Yeah, it was like Paisley. Yeah. And, uh... Seems counterproductive. We're talking a lot about carpets, but it, <laughs> she does say well, we never go on tangents. Never, not once. They swept all the floors, vacuumed the rugs, and went home. That's all. This line now, the moon's gonna follow me home, is such a like childlike. And I know this song isn't 
particularly childlike. Um, well, maybe this version isn't, but the kids' bop version, however. Loving the kids' bop version. Um, Should we do a Left of the Dial kids' bop episode? Oh, my God, please. She does say tail. Okay, so followed your tears with a washing pail, right? Like, to collect the tears. Mm-hmm. I followed your story... I followed your tale, and I have to assume this. You know how much I love to check Genius um, for the lyrics, which is a true fact about yes, geniuslyrics.com. Uh, That's right. I believe they actually sponsor you now, you personally. Just, just me personally. Yeah. So anytime I go somewhere where I'm meeting new people, I have to introduce myself with an ad and say sponsored by yeah. geniuslyrics.com. Dot com. Who I tend to trust, but this says I followed your story and I followed your tale. T-A-I-L? But it's got to be T-A-L-E. What if it's about a dog? I followed your tail. This one's not one of the duets, right? No, it's not. And I love the sparse instrumentation on this one. I was thinking a lot about the sparse instrumentation. Can you say more? Yeah. Well, the instrumentation on this one's very sparse, and I love that about it. Um, It is delightful. Uh, I love that you said that because... What I was saying earlier about how crisp and clear the imagery is, Mm -hmm. um, this song feels very much like walking home at night, like on a clear winter night as the snow is falling lightly. And that kind of clear, sparse instrumentation kind of mirrors that. It does. And you know what? This song kind of gives me this feeling of like, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, we could all use right now. We really need that. We really do. It does feel that way. I think it's because I'm in love with the moon, and so if the moon's following me home, that feels encouraging. Although, lyrically, followed your road till the sky ran out, followed your love till love was in doubt, followed your love till it never really was at all, feeling stupid and hollow, now the moon's going to follow me home. It's not the most encouraging or soothing, but yeah, there's something about it that is sort of... Well, it's like the moon's never going to leave you. The moon's never going to leave. It's always going to be there. Just look up. Somewhere out there. I'm Caleb, and I'm an easy crier. Yes, we all know that about you. Obviously. Is that true? Hey, do you want to talk about the next song? I would love to talk about the next song. What's the next song? I forget. So I think the next song we need to talk about is Long Ride Home. Long black limousine The shiniest car I'd ever seen The backseat is nice and clean Rises quiet as a dream. Someone dug a hole six long feet in the ground. I said goodbye to you when I threw my roses down. There's nothing left at all in the end of being proud. With me riding in this car and you flying through the clouds. I had some time to think about it. like a stone I had some time to think about you on the long ride home One day I took your tiny hand Put your finger in a wedding band Daddy gave a piece of land Best of plans 
Such a pretty song. It's a really beautiful song. It is. And it features some uh, vocals by the one, the only, the pride of New Jersey, the Brian Fallon. Hell yes. Yeah, hell yes. <laughs> yeah, um, so this was the first song that uh, we got a sneak peek of when Dave announced that CP was coming out and it, what a perfect match to put him and Fallon together on a song like this, I think. I mean, I've they've collaborated before in the past, obviously, and I, Dave and Brian are two of my absolute all-time favorite songwriters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I have a loved one's tattoo and a gasoline anthem <laughs> tattoo, so <laughs> quit bragging. Like, just saying, you know, that's it's no, it's no surprise that they're two of my favorite songwriters. So anytime. Uh, even though neither of them wrote this song, obviously, anytime those two collaborate on something, I am there for it. It is delightful. I want them to start a band together where they just play off of each other constantly. It's it's so funny that this sounds like a joke, but it's so funny that you said even though they didn't, neither of them wrote this song. Um, but every song on this on both EPs um, sound like they could have been written by either one of them. Which I think just goes to show you how much they're both influenced by mm-hmm. both of these artists, actually, which is kind of cool. It's really fucking cool. I was thinking about it as a if there's a spectrum from Dillinger Four to Patty Griffin, right in the middle is where you'd find um, Dave and Brian, just kind of hanging out, yeah, um, singing songs about washed up American dreams and and the moon and and the, and the moon and young love turns sour and i think that's it red skies red lot skies of, a lot of red skies only at night though only only at night our third co-host on setcon i don't have we said her name let's not but contends that that song is if not about her then it is uncannily oh red sky night mm-hmm. oh and that's definitely no, I've, I've asked brian fallon and he said yes. And he said, oh, yeah, it's about Andrea from Second Condition 1. From Second Condition 1. My favorite podcast My of all time. favorite podcast of all time. You, you heard it here first, folks. Brian Fallon's favorite podcast is Second Condition 1, which you can find at nightshiftradio.com. NSRAD.io, because it's like... Like radio? radio. But that's that's not how you get to the... It's It certainly is. Oh. Because um, my my wife, you know how me, Caleb, loves to make Borat references? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, with that wife that you definitely my have. My wife. Um, 
pointed out that uh, nsrads.io did not originally point back to our main page, but it does now. Oh, so you fixed it. I fixed it because I know a lot. Do you want to tell us how you fixed that, Caleb? It's a family secret. Oh. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Okay. You know, like Bush's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this episode sponsored by Bush's Beans? Did I not get the it's memo? It's not. But, but it, it could, could be. be. So say we all. So getting back to, to Long Ride Home, yes, I, this is another one. Like all of these Patty Griffin songs sang by Dave just make me feel like everything's okay. Which it is, again, it's so funny. In subject, this is not an uplifting song. Again, no. like Moon Song. There's something very plaintive, I think is the word I want to use about Patty Griffin's songs, which I've listened to quite a bit since the EP came out uh, to try to you know, try to get a handle on why maybe he would have picked these songs in particular, what mm-hmm, spoke to him mm-hmm. about them, that kind of thing. Um, and it's, again, in subject, not not a very hopeful song, um, but there's something, and I don't know what, what the word is, why I'm soothed, right, by by these words. And like you said, especially when when he sings them. I, yeah. I don't know. I think just the way these songs are written, it's it's kind of like a... I don't know. I get the feeling like, well, this shitty thing happened, but I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Um, I do. I feel that. There's something like, um, I don't know, especially in this one um, and especially in this cover, there's almost something warm about it. I think it probably, and I know a lot about music, um, has something to do with the harmonies on this one, um, which I think are so... Oh, they're so good. So beautiful. Um, full on goosebumps when you get to the... Whatever part of the song this is. Is that a bridge? Yeah. Oh, look at me. Like, I know music. When you get to the bridge uh, with the headlights. Uh, the bridge with the headlights. But... Um, when you got Dave and Brian there harmonizing with each other. Oh. oh it's just... and Again, I could, you know what? I could listen to those two sing me the fucking phone book. I truly, truly could. I want to talk... I want to pull back a little bit on this one and just kind of talk about what's actually happening in this song. Okay. Um, and maybe it's because... First couple of times I listened to the song... Um, I made the mistake of assuming that the person singing the song and the person narrating the song were the same person. And so I was very excited as <laughs> as a queer woman to think that maybe if Patty as Griffin you, Caleb, like, a as, queer woman. as me, Caleb, a queer woman, um, I can imagine that if I were, let's say, mm-hmm. um, I, I might have been excited at lines like, um, one day I took your tiny hand, put your finger in the wedding band. Your daddy gave a piece of land. We made ourselves the best of plans. Um, and the first time through, I thought maybe that was a song about two women getting married. But then I remembered that you can sing anything you want and be anybody you want in music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the same way you can. In- now, did you look up the lyrics to the original? I did. Oh, these are the lyrics. These are the lyrics, okay. yeah. So, so I was going to say, I wonder if it's one of those things where like when, you know, someone covers a uh, song by someone who has a different gender than them and they change pronouns and stuff mm-hmm. to make it... So, not gay, not gay. Yeah, which uh, I know for a fact Brian Fallon does not do because his cover of uh, Katy Perry's Teenage Dream, uh, he most certainly does not do that. And I, I love that about it. I know it's such a little thing to not change the pronouns, but it makes such a difference for quite a lot of people. And yeah. I think that the insecurity that has to go into an artist to be afraid that if somebody hears them sing the pronouns um, that are um, related to a gender that they are not attracted to, mm-hmm. um, that they're afraid that they'll be seen as such. Yeah. Just really, sometimes it cracks me up. Sometimes it just makes me sad. It, it is. It's a little sad because I think a lot of it's rooted in in toxic masculinity. You could put that 
on a soundboard and tag that at the end of most complaints. I think it's rooted in toxic masculinity. You're not wrong. <laughs> and you'd be right. You're not wrong. Um, but I think you're absolutely right about that. But yeah, but I just, I love, like, because there's something, you know, other than the fact that, like, you know, when Brian does Teenage Dream, he's doing a, you know, a cover of the original, and he's doing the rep- his representation of the original, but, like, something about him singing, like, you think I'm pretty without any makeup on, and <laughs> I singing about, you know, touching me in my skin-tight jeans, like, yeah. that just, that makes me smile. It's very sweet. It is, it, again, takes a kind of, um, even if it is a little tongue-in-cheek and part of the, like, quote-unquote, and because Brian Fallon, I know, isn't being, uh, there's nothing homophobic in his singing of those lines in the way that, like, somebody... In the same way that, like, somebody might find humor in a man in a dress, for example, let's say. That's not what's happening in that song, right? There's right. just something very kind of sweet and playful, I think, about about um, a cover like that from somebody like him. Yeah. And so he's allowed. There's a great uh, live performance of uh, The Horrible Crows, which is uh, one of Brian's uh, side projects playing that song live in the studio and we will make sure to put that in the show notes because it's extremely good and everyone should watch it. And I love to put stuff in the show notes. Yes, that is your job. Yep. I hope you're taking notes for what needs to go in the show notes. Motherfucker. Hey Siri, never mind. Too many, too many Siri. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb doesn't use Siri. All right. He says, okay, Google. Did you say Google? Did you? I did. Did you? Who? Me, Caleb? Yeah, you, Caleb. So thinking about why... Uh, why Dave picked certain songs to collaborate with someone on and others not, right? There are a few that he doesn't. But the those harmonies that we're talking about um, that are that are so beautiful and, and so touching. And the original, Griffin herself, obviously she, I mean, there, there are layered harmonies in that she can sing with herself, but just like from her mouth, she cannot issue forth, right? Unless she's like one of those uh, throat singers, but she's not. But if she were, then she could. Harmonies. Yeah. So there's more um, like movement and melody. Again, I know a lot about music, so I know how to describe this. Mm-hmm. In the lines as she's singing them. Yes. Um, and instead of doing that, we've got these layered where, you know, Fallon moves this way. <laughs> I'm motioning with my hands. And Dave moves this way. And so it's more... Uh, but then they like, come back and meet in the middle. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And it's more dynamic that way as opposed to yeah. Dave just doing some sort of run yeah. um, with his own voice. I think it's really clever way to handle that. Can I tell you a Borat joke? I, I've been waiting the 10 plus years that we've been friends for you to ask me that question. And the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> so a guy goes to his therapist and he's crying and he's like, I don't know what to do. I've been told if I do the Borat voice one more time, I'm going to get divorced. Uh-huh. And the therapist says, who told you that? I want to yell it. My wife. My wife. <laughs> Go ahead and just cut that whole bit out. No, there. my wife. Um, how do you make a how do you make a tissue dance? Put a little boogie in it. You fire someone from your podcast. You can't fire me. I quit. Okay. Oh no. You need me. That's true. You, you need me, Caleb. You do run the show. I run this show. That's true. If you if you quit right now, you're quitting as Caleb. I'm quitting as Caleb because that's who I am. Yes. And you know what that means for second edition one? What? It would have to just be you and Andrea. And can you imagine? A whole podcast of just me and Andrea? Just. Oh my God. Just you and Andrea? That would be a train wreck. That sounds like no a nightmare. No one would nightmare. ever listen to that. No, certainly no, not. No, it's a good thing you, Caleb, are here right now. It's me, Caleb. To keep, uh, to keep me 
uh, in check. It's because me, Caleb, like the Jetsons. Robots in disguise. <laughs> okay, wait, tell me about that because <laughs> this is a real question because we did something very similar on our other podcast where I sang a line that Andrea thought was a Jetsons reference and then you responded with robots in disguise. So what's happening? So we have one more song to talk about mm-hmm. on the Patty EP. We do. Yeah, which one is that? I don't remember. When It Don't Come Easy, originally by Patty Griffin. Well, we're about to hear, because it's going to the break, the version by uh, The Dave Hawes. The Dave Hawes. Not just any. The. And uh, I believe Laura Stevenson is on this track as well. She is on this track. Good God, is she incredible. Oh, we're going to have a lot of notes because um, in the show notes, a lot of links in the show notes because her Tiny Desk concert is oh, it's very good. fucking great. It is. She has an audio tree as well. Yes. That's great. Everything she does is great. Correct. Have you heard any of her records? They're so good. Are you asking me? I'm asking Caleb. Oh, me, Caleb? Yeah. I think I probably have. Have I? <laughs> I don't know. If you look into your heart, do you think I have? Probably not. Probably not. I don't think I have. Should I check her out? Yeah, you should. <laughs> I'll bet she's great. She's she's extremely good. Uh, so out of the three songs that you picked for the Patty EP to cover, uh, this was one of them. Do you want to talk about what made you pick this one as, the, as your third choice? Uh, partly Laura Stevenson. Um, well, yeah, you can't go wrong it's, there. I mean, I feel like any song, if you get some, again, I know so much about music. Um, some like good, interesting, and I don't, I do know exactly what makes these particularly interesting and, and affecting for me. Um, harmonies can take any song and kind of uh, turn I, it into something really special. You gotta have harmonies. Yeah. Yo, you gotta. That's what I've always said. I also picked this one because it sounds a little bit like um, Bush's song Glycerine. It does a little bit. The guitar rhythm is very similar with mm-hmm. that palm muting and, and j- like, the guitar taking up so much space because it's really the primary thing in the mix. There's no drums and there's a few little sparse things in the background. Yeah, there aren't any drums, are there? Yeah. But a lot of um, palm muting where you meet with your palm. That's when you make the string stop vibrating real quick. Yeah. With your palm. Yeah. Just that was for anybody out yeah. there listening who didn't know. Yeah. Which Caleb, as a guitar player of at least 20 years, you know very well yeah. how to do that. I mute my palm. <laughs> nope. I use my palm to mute all the time. Yeah. Um, it's one of your favorite things to do. I love, love, love palm muting. It's a little secret about me. Caleb McCoy. I know. Um, That's actually how we met. We were muting palms? We 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 bonded over palm muting. <laughs> Is that true? No. <laughs> I think we bonded over beef jerky and Gatorade. Gatorade. Yeah. Let's keep talking about this song. Let's keep talking about this song. So I want to... Um, I was looking at, so, uh, Brooklyn Vegan, who are, they've got their finger on the pulse when it comes to music. Oh, they sure do. Um, that sounded sarcastic, but they really are, are great. And we, um, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll see that we, we often, um. We stand. Yeah. Yes. You got to. As the kids say. Yep. We stand a vegan king. Um, or queen. Or. Whatever the non-binary version of king and queen is. I just want to read a little bit of what Dave said 
to Brooklyn Vegan um, about this song in particular and collaborating with Laura because I think it's very sweet. I asked Laura to sing on this track and she did a masterful job with the harmonies. As, as we've noted, it's beautiful. Um, all while sleep training her little daughter. We spent 90% of our correspondence chattering about raising little kids and about 10% on music. And it was a thrill to connect with a songwriter and musician I've admired for a long time. And then he says, it's been a hell of a year, so I'm also dedicating this song to my siblings and all of my friends that I haven't been able to see due to the pandemic. Um, to take a song, I think that's one of the beautiful things about a good cover, right? Is that this is seems to me um, a pretty straightforward love song, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. If you break down, I'll drive out and find you. If you forget my love, I'll try to remind you and stay by you when it don't come easy. Um, and then to hear Dave sort of take it and turn it and say... You know, it doesn't just have to be this, like, romantic love song, right? It can be about family love and platonic love and... Um, love takes many forms. Love takes many forms. And I think we're seeing how important that is now. I think his highlighting the importance of that in this <laughs> something pandemically... We need a an adjective for pandemic. Pandemical time period that we're living through. I think it's really lovely. Yeah. Well, why don't we go ahead and hear uh, When It Don't Come Easy, as sung by Dave Haas, but originally by Patty Griffin, off of the album Patty, the EP Patty, uh, that Dave just released last week. E Patty, no. And we, that's that's nothing. And we will, the EP stands for podcast. <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll talk about more things when we, after the break. Goodbye. Red lights are flashing down the highway. I wonder if we're gonna ever get home I wonder if we're gonna ever get home tonight Everywhere the water's getting rough Your best intentions may not be enough I wonder if we're gonna ever get home tonight If you break down, I'll drive out and find you. If you forget my love, I'll try to remind you and stay by you when it don't come easy. change will come year after year what we do gets undone time gets moving from a crawl to a run I wonder if we're gonna ever get home you're out there walking down a highway and all of the signs got blown away sometimes you wonder if you're walking in the wrong direction but if you break down I'll drive out and find you If you forget my love I'll try to remind you And stay by you When it don't come easy Don't come easy 
Shift Radio production. Night Shift Radio is a modern media company bringing you shows that entertain, inform, and most importantly, provide an escape. Never Heard of It dives into the world of bad, obscure, and sometimes just weird movies. Follow along with the crew of Set Condition One as they experience the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica one episode at a time. Each week on Left of the Dial, we explore a new record or revisit an old favorite. We'll bring in guests to talk about their own music and the state of the industry. The Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. They draw a random comic-inspired movie from Thor's helmet and offer thorough, insightful, and humorous commentary. And once a month, tune into the Storyteller series and get lost in the magic of a good old-fashioned radio drama. Learn more about these fine shows at nightshiftradio.com and subscribe on your favorite platform. It's all wrinkled elbow shirts and poker faces on this bus Back to a niche dug like a ditch in this city's weathered crust But there's something about the city's gray That seems to say all there is to say Riddled with regiment, vindictive intent Faking loyalty and getting paid Fuck them all Fuck them all Fuck them all Fuck them all She keeps the variety section And then gives the rest to me She says she remembers when buses were nicer No dignity in plastic seats But there's something about the way she said The only good boss is one that's dead Broad shoulders giggled all over the bus And work ethics crumbled into them and us Fuck them all Fuck them all Fuck them all Fuck them all And all the specters of the workplace 
Go from effigy back to reality As if it really was that simple To think a belly lap was really all we'd need But it's the slow decay of the day-to-day That says take your paycheck, accept your fate and fade away But there was dignity in plastic seats that day you're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Kitsy, and Caleb still is irreplaceable. This is usually where you, Caleb, say something funny. Oh, uh, don't replace me. I, Did I, I, nev- I do it? I'd never dream of it. You couldn't if you wanted to. No, not even if I wanted to. I'm, But I never would. So, Caleb, what's uh, what song did we just hear coming back from the break? Superpowers enable me to blend in with machinery. Is that true? I can't tell you that. Oh, that sounds like a Cylon would say. I was thinking about that on the long ride over, um, and I was thinking about how that is sort of, it's like reverse Cylon, because machinery enables Cylons to blend in with people. Superpowers. With superpowers, exactly, kind of. Well, if you want to hear more talk about Cylons, Caleb, where could they do that? Oh, well, they could do that by listening to our... Um, Sibling podcast, Set Condition 1, a Battlestar Galactica fan cast, featuring me, Caleb Coy. I'm irreplaceable. And you, Kitsy, and our third most talented, wonderful. Arguably the best one. I would say inarguably. Um, Okay. (laughs) That's no fun if you just go along with it. Um, Co-host, President Andrea. Um. We have a lot of fun over there. We do. That's a fun podcast. This is a fun podcast. This is a fun podcast. Yeah. Which Which one do you like doing better, Caleb? Oh, me, Caleb? Yeah. That's a good question. What do you think? Second edition one. Do you think so? Yeah. It's easier. Oh. Well, okay. I, I would argue... Hold on now, Kitsy. Yes, me, Caleb? Me, Caleb Coy. I would argue it's easier for you and Andrea that it is for me because for you Caleb for me Caleb because sometimes setcon one feels like daycare where (laughs) I'm the only one employed and everybody else are children running around trying to put dirty crayons in their mouths that gives me a great idea oh no (laughs) but we'll talk about that put it down on next week's episode of set condition one which you can find at set condition one throughout the podcast.com where wherever podcasts are sold bit.ly slash sc1 is that true listen yes oh two places cool because set condition one throughout the podcast takes up way too many characters it's hard to type Mm -hmm. uh the second half of this two ep set is called patty Mm p-a-d-d-y and it's called that because uh our buddy dave dave haas Best friend. Best friend in the whole world. Uh, avid listener of the podcast, so I'm told. <laughs> he and Brian Fallon get together every... Oh, boy. It's a good thing I'm not our social media manager, and I should know when our episodes drop. Every Friday, Friday morning and listen together. Yeah, they do. They, over coffee. I think hearing Dillinger 4 songs in this context is extremely cool. So cool. Because uh, Dillinger 4 is uh, is a very... Loud, aggressive, in-your-face, uh, little haphazard punk band. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I have in the past referred to them as sloppy no effects. 
Um, I would argue that no effects are sloppy no effects, so that's really... No effects actually are quite a tight band, if you really listen to uh, to what they do. I know a lot about music. Yeah. One time I saw them... Uh, oh, I'm lying to you. No, I didn't. I mean, I have seen them, but the story I was going to tell, I always think that it... Same Warp Tour, different band. I don't think Caleb's ever been to Warp Tour. Have you, Caleb? Am I too cool for... Even when I was like a teenager, I was too cool for Warp Tour. Because mm-hmm. like we all get too cool for Warp Tour. But like... But you were always too cool for Warp Tour. Oh, am I one of those? My favorite band is Jimmy Eat World. I was not too cool for Warp Tour. I'm texting myself right now. <laughs> I forget where we were. Anyway, it's really cool to hear these songs uh, done in such a manner because it really brings out a element that you don't quite pick up on listening to the Dillinger 4 versions of how well-written these songs actually are. Yeah, I was really struck by that, too. Um, as somebody... Go on. As somebody extremely familiar um, with all of Dillinger 4 songs, as you remember, we used to sing them together at that at Coolahan's all the time, Kaminsky's. With well, the what was the name of our apartment in Syracuse? Do you remember? The... I'll give you a hint. It, the name of the apartment is a reference to one of your favorite movies. It's um, it's called The Shop Around the Corner, which no. is the name of the bookstore in You've Got Mail, which is, I know, that's one of... Uh, that's one of your Caleb favorite movies? And not me, Michael Fight. Now Michael Fight. I know that that's one of Fight's favorite movies. Um, what else is one of my favorite movies? Starship Troopers. Oh, fuck. <laughs> one of your favorite movies of all time. Certainly a movie I've seen. D- d- hundreds of times. It's called the Starship Trooper. It's called Whiskey Outpost. Um, Can we please talk about this song? That's we're, we are very where I am. quickly derailing into set condition one territory. I know. That's with this, no Caleb to uh, with no Andrea to keep us on track. Oh yeah. Um, I love a song that is about the daily life of somebody on the road. Okay. I am thinking. Um, immediately of a song like The Loadout slash Please Stay by Jackson Brown. Okay. Can you um, sing a few bars of that for us? Is this a trick? I'm just going to wait for you to sing a few bars. Now the seats. Did you think I didn't know it? Are all empty. Let the road... Moving on. You asked for it. I, I thought oh, it would be better. you stay? Why did you think it would be better? Oh, because me, Caleb, is a singer? Yeah. Because yeah. you're usually such a good singer. That's true. Tell me about the bus. They're on the bus. It's got plastic seats. That sounds uncomfortable. Well, there's no dignity in it anyway. Well, I've always said that You've about plastic seats on the bus. Let's, uh, let's move on. What's next? Wait, hold on. No, I have something oh. real to say about this one. Oh, boy. I swear. Oh, boy. Um, so can we talk about just covers a little more generally yeah, for a moment? of course we can, okay. Caleb. So, your favorite topic. Is that true about me? Yeah, you love covers. I do love covers. Um, there are a couple kinds of covers, right? And I think that... What are they? good ones and bad ones oh, oh yes okay <laughs> um, some good ones are um an artist doing a pretty faithful rendition of a song in their own style but you can pretty like pretty one for one i would argue that the patty p-a-t-t-y half of this um double e-p is uh falls more under that right okay there's not like uh i don't know that you would call those like reimagining Right. Right. Um, they're definitely, they've got Dave Stink all over them, right? Like, you know. Whoa. <laughs> um, like, if those songs were released and we didn't know they were covers, I don't know that we'd be, we'd even 
right? Like, yeah, you could tell me Dave wrote those songs and I'd believe you. Right, which I think is true on this side too. But um, point being, he's just done really beautiful covers of already really beautiful songs. Yes. Right, so there are those versions. Um, and then also in the under the good umbrella are covers that do something different and make something in the song stand out or draw attention to something in the song that might not be as obvious otherwise. And that's, I think, what's going on, as you said, with the P-A-D-D-Y half of of this WP. Um, and part of that is, like we said, how like smart and well-written these songs are. There's also, I, we were talking off-air about um, melody mm-hmm. and how you might not notice that right away in a Dillinger 4 song. So sloppy or not, yeah. I think, I don't think what Dave is doing is improving on or like creating melodies that are missing right i think he's um like elevating or highlighting what's already strong about these songs yeah he's creating some space for the melodies to really breathe yeah and palm muting um okay (laughs) and i think it's interesting to see how he's he's doing both of those things with these two and the reason i say all of that is there's a danger in so I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if I know this, but have you heard the Obadiah cover of Heya, of Outcast's Heya? I don't think I have. It is fucking beautiful and heartbreaking. Okay. And it is so frustrating because what makes Heya such a wonderful song, I would argue, is that the lyrics are heartbreaking. It's a really, like, sad song about a relationship, you know, that, that's gone sour. But the music is fucking joyous, mm-hmm. right? And there's a defied expectation there from yeah. what you're expecting that song to be about versus what it is. And while the Obadiah Parker version is beautiful and heartbreaking, you don't get that. So it takes away what's so special about that song. My worry about... Your wife. My, <laughs> my worry. <laughs> um, about covering the Dillinger Four songs would be that you'd be kind of um, sandpapering off the edges of what make these songs so good and affecting. And these, you know, it's subject matter that, uh, you know, Dave Haas and Dillinger Four certainly share, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but turning them into these sort of uh, almost like folk kind of protest songs, especially this one, that fuck em all refrain. Yeah. Um, again, brings a different perspective or point of view to the song, um, especially now, right? These songs are, what is this? I mean, well over 10 years old. Yeah. Um, and I feel like hearing them as like more like folky protest songs versus like loud, bratty, more like complaint kind of songs, if that makes sense. Sure. Speaks much more to the moment uh, now than in two thousand. Whatever. Whatever. 2008 or whatever. I just, I think that it was a smart choice on his part. I agree. Thanks. Well, I think that segues really nicely into another track that we wanted to talk about, which is uh, Minimum Wage is a Gateway Drug. Now I'm stealing cigarettes. I'm selling them off to friends for rent. Plus a paycheck and I'm still in debt. I'm asking, how can this be? I know they know I'm beneath them Even homeless assholes know my name Now it's urban flight Or a cell for the night You know it's all the same 
One can tell themselves about when going gets rough Determination just ain't enough When overtime defines your life This American me This American me Tradition tells us home on But my time card's saying no go And now the suits are talking foreclosed From sea to shining sea Time was a wartime economy Was the silver lining to tragedy But even those with homes are now those alone In the land of the free I asked for nothing and I got it in spades I worked for a living and I earned a cage They say I look old for my age This American me This American me This American me This American This American This American This American me This American This American This American This American me This has always been one of my favorite Dillinger 4 songs. Um Yeah. What about it? Well, I just I I love the message of it because it's, you know, it's it really reminds me of how far we haven't come in the last <laughs> 10 plus years <laughs> by, you know, basically the message of the song is I'm working my ass off and I'm not getting anywhere for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, hey, that's that was a problem in 2008, I think, when Civil War came out. And uh, it's a problem now in 2020 as we listen to these songs and record this podcast. And yeah, Uh I also, I've always loved the line, uh, I think this is incredibly clever, that I asked for nothing and I got it in spades. I've always loved that line. It's so good. It's just... It's so good. It's a very, um, like, a line your cranky grandpa could have said. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds to me like something maybe Patty heard around the dinner table or something. Like, oh, if you ask for nothing, you'll get it in spades. Yeah. It's such a down home, like, I guess down home isn't what I mean, but it's like a very working class kind of. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> but it also, it kind of, it kind of uh, does illustrate a point for me though, in that like saying that you asked for nothing is not the same as saying I didn't ask for anything. Mm-hmm. Just. Yeah. Th- there's a difference there. There's, there's a, it's, it's a little difference, but mm-hmm. it's a difference. No, I think you're absolutely right. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that's something that anyone in our generation can kind of relate to now is, you know, we asked for nothing and we got it in spades. It's it's so funny when you put it that way because I hadn't thought about um, the, like, kids these days are all looking for a handout. But it's like, no, I'm not asking for shit. Like, I would like to be able to work and live I'd like a job that pays me enough to survive. Exactly. That's not really a handout. Nope. Kids these days. Man, how... So so let's... I want to double check actually when this song was released because it's super important for context. Um, And I hope you're right that 2008 and Dave Haas' version is the first one that comes up. 2008. What a perfect... So 2008, 
uh, year, the year of Obama, right? So we are on the tail end of the Bush administration. Yep. There is a little verse in this song that time was a wartime economy. So there was a time, right? Time was a wartime economy was a silver lining to tragedy. But even those with homes are now those alone in the land of the free. Um, And we know that like World War II, um, the period directly following it was one of um, like... It was a boom. A boom. It was a that's, booming that's economy. Exactly that's word. why they're baby boomers. Right, exactly. Um, and, you know, that's it's horrific, but we know that to be true typically. Yeah. Um, and in 2008, we really didn't know what the next eight years with Obama were going to look like, right? We didn't know for sure that we were going to come out better on the other side. And, of course, we did. Um, but we're seeing— For a minute. For a minute. Um, but we're seeing now, right, that um, we don't even have the sort of silver lining to tragedy— um, that comes out of, uh, for example, wartime economy. There, it is just tragedy on top of a tragedy, and it's hard to see a silver lining right now. And to see a song like this written 12, 12 years ago now is a fucking a uh, little bit of a bummer. I don't, I don't yeah. mean to bring us down, but I think it is. It is kind of wild to think about everything that was going on then, and how relevant it is now, because you know. That was when we had the housing bubble collapse yeah, and many yep. people lost their homes and now people are losing their homes again for much different reasons, mm-hmm. uh, but still just as tragic and just as terrible. Um, and yeah, it's kind of not to get all our other podcasts on you, but all this has happened before and all <laughs> of this will happen again. again. Uh, we got to do something, folks. Yeah, absolutely. One silver lining, and then we can get back to talking about music, is that the numbers coming in for people who have voted early, especially uh, young voters, are Mm -hmm. through the roof as compared to the last election, which is so lovely and so encouraging to see. That's great to Um, see. Doesn't mean that people who haven't voted can rest on their laurels now, but it's... Yeah. At the very least, at the very least, people are coming out in ways that they weren't. Um, Gen Z is going to save us all. I hope so. I'm sorry that you have to, but you're our only hope. Help me, Gen Z. You're my only hope. Like Star Wars. I think I love Star Wars. I know I love Star Trek. Do I love Star Wars? So, we have one more tong- tong to talk about. I love to talk about tongs. Yeah. Let's give them something to sock about. It's my favorite tong. I hate this fucking show. We have one more song to talk about. Yeah. But before we do, oh. I believe, uh, I believe Caleb, you had uh, something you wanted to plug? I do? Yeah. I don't know what I have to plug. Think about what Caleb always plugs. Our website and social media? Didn't we do that? Nope. We didn't? I do that. You have to plug. How do we make money? The merch store. Take us to the money zone. Oh. Cut that out. We can't. That's trademark. We can't use that. <laughs> Is it? Probably. Probably. Uh, why don't we have a take us to the money zone song? We do. It's the song that plays money. before the ads. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to the ad break. Wait. No, we did that. We did that. But we need you Stop, to. I'm freaking out. Hey, Caleb. Yeah. That's a really cool hoodie you've got on. Oh, my God. Thank you. It's from the Night Shift Radio merch store. We have a merch store? We do. You want to know where to find it? I would love to know where to find it because I need a hoodie just like that because it's so cool. Like and the, anyone who wears a hoodie like that is instantly like 10% cooler. And we all know I need to be as cool as I can. 
At least as cool as me. Yeah. Well, Caleb, that'll never happen. Caleb but, Coy. But I can try. You can try. I can get closer if I have that hoodie. Yeah. So here's where you're going to go. Where am I going to go? You're going to go to nsrad.io slash merch. Oh, nsrad.io slash merch. Yeah. It's like radio. Oh, I get it. And it's rad. Yeah. And there's all kinds of cool stuff there. This hoodie that I'm definitely wearing. Mm-hmm. And what hoodie is that? Oh, it's my Night Shift Radio hoodie, probably. I'm probably wearing a cool Night Shift Radio zip up um, that's got our little tower and our logo on the back. Um, but if that's not your speed, we've got really cool Second Edition 1 stuff. Um, we've got mugs and other stuff. Do we have stuff for this podcast that we're currently on and recording? Oh, yeah. We've got um, cool shirts and shit. I think, did we just put up some new Left of the Dial designs? Yes. We did. We did, yeah. And they look fucking great. Yeah. Um, so, Shout yeah. out to uh, to Jay Douglas, uh, our, our bud, for uh, tweaking our logo to look even better on t-shirts and stuff for us. Man, I fucking, I love our logo so much. Me, Caleb Coy, speaking yeah. here as just me, Caleb. Um, yeah, so check it out and um, get some hoodies for your dogs. Yes, we have dog hoodies. And if you send me a picture of your dog and, and one of our hoodies. I'm not going to give you anything, but just know I'll feel really good. And we all need to feel really good. It'll make me smile. So and, now, I'll, and I'll show the picture to my dog. And then my dog will be like, how come you won't buy me a hoodie? And I'll be like, because we can't have nice things because you pee on them. You're lucky it's me, Caleb Coy here, and not our other co-host, Andrea, who would say, how dare you slander her best friend, Indy, like that? You're right. Thank you. He does pee on things a lot, though. Well, he's got a lot of feelings, and sometimes... Can dogs cry with tears? No, they cry with pee. They cry. That was that was my theory. Dogs cry with pee. You heard it here. <laughs> Caleb Coy says dogs cry with pee. And on that note, uh, why don't we talk about our last song to wrap us up here? So we have one more song to talk about, and it is arguably Dillinger 4's most popular song. This is certainly the one um, I was most familiar with. I think that's true of most people. Yeah. Uh, and that is, of course, uh, Double Whiskey Coke No Ice. Noice. No Ice. Listen, if you're from in and around Delco, it's noice. Which is not where you're from, Caleb. Not me, but if it were, it'd be a fun joke. Yeah. Um, I have two two things to say about this song. Um the first thing I have to say is that uh, I used to work for a company based out of Minneapolis, which is where Dillinger 4 is from. And I used to stay at a hotel that was across the street from Grumpy's Pub. Have we ever been there together? In Minneapolis? I don't think so. Did I ever come visit you there? I don't think so. Because oh. I didn't live there. I just worked for a company that was there. Oh, so right, I'd, right, You said that. So I'd stay in a hotel and, uh, and Grumpy's and uh, Patty from Dillinger 4. Uh, bartends, well, bartended at Grumpy's. I think that location closed. Oh. I don't know what he's doing now. I'm sure he's doing something. The pay paradise. Sorry. The <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It's <laughs> like, because they pave over Grumpy's. Grumpy's, which is paradise, and put up a. I don't think they paved <laughs> over it. I think it just closed. Anyway. Um. Anyway, one time I was there and I was drunk already because. <laughs> I was in Minneapolis and I still drank at the time and I ordered from the bartender a double whiskey Coke, no ice because, well, okay. In my defense, I didn't realize it was fucking Patty at first. And then when he fucking rolled his eyes at me, I was like, Oh Oh, fuck. Why'd I do it? 
God. But that, in my defense, that was just always the drink I got when I went to Minneapolis. Yeah, and you can't... But you make it worse if you say, like... There's no way to come back from that because no, you can't be like, I didn't realize it was you, I swear. Because then they're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. If I, if Andrea were here, she'd have so many stories about embarrassing herself in front of people that she admired. But it's a good thing she's not here. She's not here, so she won't tell those stories. But the other thing that this song and really a lot of Dillinger 4 songs remind me of, and it's not lost on me, that the fact that Dave's covering the Mies in such a somber way really kind of drives home this point, is that for for myself and a lot of my friends, and I know, Caleb, you and I were planning on doing this this year, is, uh, you know, we should all be on our way to Gainesville, Florida right now. Fest. For Fest. In mm-hmm. fact, we should already be there uh, as of when this comes out for for Fest. And uh, it's kind of a bummer that we're not going to get to all see each other this year. So if you're, if you're listening and you're one of the people I normally see at Fest, uh, just know I'm thinking about you. And I hope we all get to see each other next year. But I do believe, Caleb, you are currently looking up that there is a live stream, a Fest live stream this weekend. Fest is doing, you know, I feel like everybody's trying to do what they can to to keep community going. And Fest is doing a lot of cool shit. Um, one of the things I really want to highlight, it's adjacent, I think. I don't know that it's directly sponsored by, but, you know, since last year, how long have we been a podcast for? Uh, since the beginning of this year. Since the beginning of this year, yeah. So we've been really lucky to meet and talk with a lot of really cool bands. And a couple of them are, for example, Oceanator, who we love mm-hmm. so much. Hi, Elise, if you're listening. And our new friends, Dikembe. Yes. Um, also very cool. So, uh, heck dang, October 30th. Bunch of bands who should have been in um, Florida. Um, I guess Dikembe, because they live there. Are there um, are doing a Hectang Halloween playing a bunch of cover sets? Um, Oceanator's doing Green Day, which is a perfect reference for the song that we're leading into. Oh yes, um, Dikembe's doing Fugazi. Uh, somebody's doing Cobra Starship. Get Tough. Mint Green doing Phoebe Bridgers. Um, it's just going to be. Um, looks like it's going to be a, a lot of fun. So that's a live stream October thirtieth. Uh, I'll me like I love to do put it in the show notes. Yes. Um, so try to you know. Um, Connect and take part if you can, because I think it's a good way to remind us that we're all still here and we're still together, even if yeah. the miles separate us. And I believe there's also a, a actual Fest official live stream this weekend. I know Warriors uh, is playing that with uh, mm-hmm. who we've covered in the past, uh, along with, I'm sure, many, many others. So uh, definitely look those up if you have the time. Yeah, and follow us on um, Twitter and we'll keep you posted on what's happening the next few days. Yes, uh, and of course you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Left of the Dial PC. The PC does stand for podcast. Personal computer. No, it's pod. Caleb, we talked about this. Pod. Podcast. 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 The PC stands for? Pot caps. Podcast. Pause. Pasta. Okay, Caleb. Yeah. You know what an iPod is, right? I've heard of them. I know you used to sell them at Apple. I know you know what they are. I, I have sold apples before. Uh, uh, Apple iPods. Apple iPods. Yes. Apple iPod. Yeah. So you know what an iPod is. Mm-hmm. And you know what a, in theory. And you know what a broadcast is, right? Like on a radio, like a radio show would be broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like if you had a radio show, but it was on your po- uh, iPod instead of on on like the actual radio. So it's like a podcast. Broad pod. Got a it. Podcast. I think I get it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, so it's it's like a radio show, but in your, but on your iPod. And the PC stands for personal computer? Yeah, which is what you plug your iPod into to download the podcast. Remember when you had to... <laughs> when you had to do that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Back when an iPod was the thing that didn't have an internet connection did, and you had to plug it into your computer how and, did we, and sync it with iTunes? God, how did we ever get by 
Fuck. The new Mountain Goats uh, record, the special edition bundle comes with a cassette, and boy, boy, was it fun to hold that in my hands. Oh, Caleb, you bought the Mountain Goats set. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> oh, boy. Love the Mountain Goats. I didn't know you, that about you, Caleb. Yeah. Oh, can't get enough of them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, that's wild. Yeah, we'll cover them next week. Oh, that, sounds, that sounds good. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. We're going to commit to covering it next week. Um, Caleb, do you have anything else you want to say about uh, Double Whiskey Coke No Ice? We have said nothing about it. In <laughs> I know. Um, I have, uh, I do. I want to, I have two little things and then we can get the fuck out of here. Okay. If you would like. Um, back to Brooklyn Vegan. Uh, there's, we spent all this time talking about what we like about these covers, but of course, um, Dave Haas has told us what we should like about them. And I think that he's really given it, uh, we need, especially for... Well, if Dave Haas said it, that's legal. Exactly. exactly. Um, so he says, I've been a fan of Dillinger for... Um, this is a weird quote. I've been a fan of Dillinger for when they put out Midwestern Songs of the Americas in 98, Dave tells us, being Brooklyn vegan. Um, my high school band Step Ahead got to open for them in Kid Dynamite when they came to Philly. Um, Patti- that's extremely cool. Isn't that so good? Um, Patti Costello's songs always felt like working class anthems, but not in a cheesy celebratory way. More of a lament of what it actually feels like to work your ass off. Uh-huh. Day in, day out, and still not quite have enough. Um, which I think is maybe what, if I were like somebody from the Northeast, right? If I were like a Jersey rat, um, might be what I would connect with. Yeah. In the same way that somebody like Fallon um, or Dave. Well, you know, upstate New York is is pretty similar too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, um, oh, right. Where I'm from. Is that where I was born? Yeah. You are born upstate New York. <laughs> oh, in Oswego. Yeah. I know that <laughs> because. That's not how it's pronounced, but yeah. It's not? No. How do you say it? Oswego. And Oswego. Exactly. Okay. But if I'm from Jersey. There's all kinds of shit but you're not. you people say wrong. But if I were, that would be something I think I might connect with, with Dillinger 4 in a way that like maybe other Midwest bands I don't, I wouldn't as much. Anyway, all that being said, he continues, when I recorded this version of Double Whiskey Coke Noise, noise um, I wanted to get that feeling of someone plunking around on a piano in a bar late at night when most people have gone home. I don't hang around bars anymore, and neither does my friend Lily Hyatt. Um, who adds a beautiful and haunting vocal to the song. But yeah, we she both, does. Yeah, incredible. Spent our fair share of time in them. So here it is. Two sober people singing about drinking a few of your problems away. And here's another sober person talking about them. Exactly. This song, if I didn't know this song already, you could have maybe told me the first time through that this was one of the Patty Griffin songs. I believe that. Right? There's something, and especially, and I think it's funny that he brings in the most sort of traditionally like country singer. I'm not super familiar with Lily Hyatt. I don't know. I'm not either. If you are, but like her vocals are clearly, you know. Lovely. She's beautiful, beautiful, but like I would love to hear her do an entire album of Patty Griffin covers. And so for this, (laughs) exactly, if you're listening and I know you are. And so I kind of like the way this sort of dovetails or or comes back around on those more traditional. Yeah. um, Well, I think it just goes to show you that a good song is a good song no matter the genre. And a good song can transcend genres and still be a good song. Yeah. And I think I think this EP in particular is proof of that. Exactly. It's I mean, it's no uh mistake, I guess, that God save Otis Redding is in this this song. You wouldn't think that Dillinger Four and Otis Redding and other I guess Dave Haas is a good one because that's who's it's all singing. connected. Yeah, I'll cut the middle part out where I got confused. Um, but I think you're a hundred percent right about that. Right. And this is a good song. Yeah, it is. Well, we're gonna go out on double whiskey coke no ice as performed by Dave Haas off of the EP Patty, which is a uh Dave Haas's reimagining of some Dillinger Four songs. 
Uh, both these EPs, Patty and Patty, came out uh, last Friday. October 23rd. October 23rd, a week ago today as of the release of this episode. Heck dang Halloween is tonight because tonight's October 30th. Yes, that's true. Don't want to be an American idiot. No. Because that's what originators no. doing. No. Did you know my no. birthday is January 21st? And that's one of her songs. It is one of her songs. And she wrote it about birthday. you. It seems true. It's about you. About me? Yeah. Our friend Andrea, uh, this is me, Caleb, admitting that we're friends. Um, Our friend Andrea's birthday is January 21st, not mine. My birthday is this week. I'm a Scorpio. What day is it? It was yesterday. Which was the... It wasn't. Was it the day before? It was Monday. That's not yesterday. Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Is that the 25th? Ah, October 26th. At 12.30 a.m. That is your birthday, yes, Mm -hmm. as we all know. If you're friends with queer millennials, they do your birth chart and they need to know these things. Yes. I I, I really appreciate, Caleb, you uh, being here to record this podcast. As I always am. The week of your birthday. My birthday. I know that you really wanted to take a a nice, lovely, relaxing trip up to uh, Wisconsin with your wife. My wife? But because (laughs) of- I was asking a question about his wife. (laughs) My wife? My wife? Uh, but you know, because because of this podcast, your dedication to it, uh, you stuck around to record with me, and I really appreciate that. Um, so so thank you for doing that for me. Love to be here, and of course for our listeners as well, because uh, as we all know, you would never, ever even dream of missing an episode of Left of the Dial. Never, not once. Not once. Not. Once. So I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah. And if you're really loving the energy in the room, listeners, between me and my every single week co-host and can't get enough of what I'm putting out here, check us out at Second Edition One because it's a lot of this. Um, but also Andrea's there. But also Andrea's there. And she, boy, does she keep everybody on track. She does. She's definitely the, uh, really the one keeping that whole podcast together. Not Caleb. Me. Not me. <laughs> Caleb, come back. Oh, we miss you, Caleb. Caleb, come back. I don't know. Uh, Hold on, do it with me. Caleb, come, come back. back. <laughs> that's, that's fun. That is fun. Uh, listeners, I don't know if you've noticed, but Caleb is not here this week. Surprise! Surprise! It's we been a ruse. Ya. It's been a ruse the whole time. It has been Andrea from Second Condition One filling in for Caleb this week. It's me. Because uh, Caleb is taking a vacation for his birthday, which I think is well-deserved. Super deserved. He's, though, been, he's been working real hard. Though we are dying over here. Yes, Caleb, please come back because, oh my God. Did I say this yet? Caleb, come back. You did, yes. No. But anyway, we'll be back next week. Caleb will be back in the uh, co-pilot seat for this podcast so you can expect it to be back to normal uh, and hopefully much better than... We've proved, than, than, though, proven that Caleb is, in fact, irreplaceable. Yes. If, no, if this podcast doesn't prove it, nothing will. I promise I'm better on the other one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, go ahead and check us out at leftthedial.fm. Uh, that is uh, that is where you can find uh, our episodes, and uh, make sure you subscribe on your platform of choice. This has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been on vacation. <gasps> that was good. And I've been Quinn. And fuck, now I forget how I end the podcast. This has been Left of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been on vacation. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Sometimes it's simple things that make it hard. Spoiling baby teas with credit cards. Overtime always on my mind. 
Could have been zero away inside now. Praise God, pass the bottle of beam. Cause I never can seem to say what I mean. Don't know if I would, even if I could. Amen. Somehow this feels like borrowed time. Paid no mind, everything is fine. But sometimes I'd rather hear laughter while this whole place died. Johnny Jump Up is a lovely thing A pint of cider and some whiskey I had four dead inside of me Just to hear this jackass sing his line about How he used to hang out somewhere back in the day Knowing terms only an asshole would say So I sat there drinking more, thinking about drinking more Nelson Aldrin came to me and said Celebrate the ugly things Beat upside of what they call pride Could be the measure of these days God say, Otis Redding Cause I know he's never gone And the sick falls from his mouth Hear me sing it wrong is it cigarettes and coffee now, or dreams to be remembered? I'll leave regrets for dead and sing along. So I'm reaching for the phone, I don't want to be alone. Gotta get some friends here tonight. I got a basement full of booze and some blues to lose. I'll ignore the whole world tonight, it'll be a home.